Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're continuing to talk about hiring our marketing team, but we're going to talk about the biggest mistakes I see founders making when they're building their marketing teams and how to avoid them. So this episode is going to focus on the three essential skill sets that founders need in order to build and lead an effective team. And I uncovered these skill sets through trial and error in my own life and business. Um, You know, working in my personal journey, I've always worked directly with founders and funders. And in some cases, I've worked with um, founders that are quite inexperienced, right? And so if I'm learning from inexperienced founders, like in the beginning of my career, you know, we're sort of all feeling it out ourselves. So these mistakes that I'm talking about today are ones that I've personally made. And I've seen this vast difference in my own life and in the teams that I lead in the way that I um, build my marketing teams in my marketing departments, working as a fractional chief marketing officer, a fractional marketing director. Um, these three skills have been essential Um, in my own success, right? Leading marketing departments. And so because I see a lot of teams that cannot afford or or it doesn't necessarily make financial sense for them to have, you know, a marketing director or a chief marketing officer in their business, I believe that any founder by gaining and acquiring these three skills, focusing on sharpening these three skills are going to be able to lead uh, their marketing team um, to success you know, and and actually create a marketing program with positive ROI. But these three skills are essential. So before we get into the specifics of the three skills, I want to remind you that we have some really cool resources available to you for free on um, our website, uglyventures.com. That's ugly with an I, U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash resources. And you can pick up um, a couple really cool guides that are going to give you awesome information on things like how to build a brand that gets people talking, how to end marketing overwhelm, um, how to build your sales focused marketing strategy. You can grab any or all of them. They're totally for free. And I would love to see you using these guides to help you grow your business and get everything to the next level. So without further ado, Let's talk about these three skills. Okay, so the first skill is connected to actually one of the free resources that I have available on on, uh, our website. So if you go ahead and download the End Marketing Overwhelm, okay, so you can grab that on uglyventures.com backslash resources. You can click on the guide that says um, End Marketing Overwhelm. It's going to teach you exactly what I'm Uh, suggesting is the skill you need to acquire to lead your team to success. And that is how to create your 24 by seven marketing flywheel. 
before I really understood the marketing flywheel, my life was much more difficult as a marketing leader. And the companies that I worked with, um, the marketing programs we were building, it was so much more frustrating to really understand like what was working or what, what was not working. And it just felt like we were throwing spaghetti at the wall. And for me, working directly with founders, right, being the number two, usually on the founding team, in most cases, you know, I was caught in the cross hairs of sort of executing on every creative idea that the founder would come up, come up with. And maybe you as a founder have been guilty of just that, right? That you've been um, chasing kind of new ideas or kind of looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing and then saying, oh, we're not doing that. We should do that. Um, not like feel like your promotional campaigns are always rushed and that you're always behind uh, and also not really understanding what's working and not working. So the way that you bring everything together in marketing and even with your sales and your customer service is by looking at building a vibrant marketing flywheel. I call it your 24 by seven marketing flywheel because when you are considering every stage of your marketing flywheel, which has six unique stages, um, when you have activities flowing for each one of those stages, then you have this flywheel that's always churning. Even if you're not uh, like constantly feeding it, you have systems in place. So it's con continuous, continually churning. So there's a lot to get into with the 24 by 7 marketing flywheel. So I, I encourage you to grab that guide. Um, again, uglyventures.com backslash resources, and it will walk you through step-by-step step each of those six stages. But I'll give you now like a high-level overview because essentially it's a version of your client journey. And your 24 by 7 flywheel is going to consider things like your awareness stage. How are new audiences learning about your business and what you do, right? How are you reaching new people consistently each and every day, each and every week, each and every month? quarter year, right? Um, next is how are you engaging with them? How are you enticing them to um, get into your world, to give you their email address so you can build that relationship and, and continue to, um, to connect with them and tell them about your products and services, right? Uh, next is nurture, right? How are we building on that relationship and getting those, those prospects ready to purchase with us? That's the nurture phase. Then we have the invite phase where we're actually asking them to purchase with us. We're really actually putting the, um, you know, asking for the sale. Um, after that, we're delighting them, right? With our product or service. We're wowing them. We're exceeding their expectations. And finally, advocate where we have a system in place for gathering client testimonials, referrals, um, and reviews and feedback. So these are the six stages. I go into a lot of detail in the free guide, but the best and most important thing that you can, uh, skill that you can acquire as a founder and in terms of marketing is really understanding this flywheel, really understanding this flywheel. And for me, when I started focusing on just this one thing, uh, if you've ever read or heard of the book, The One Thing, right? What is the one thing you can do that would make 
you know, that would kind of knock off many different tasks or sort of take things off your plate. The 24 by seven marking flywheel is, is one of them because you focus really on this one thing of, of sharpening the saw and honing in on the skill of understanding how to build your 24 by seven marketing flywheel, then you're going to not get caught in all of the little pieces, right? Like what's our TikTok strategy? What's our, you know, what are we going to do for the blog this month? No, we just are focusing on the bigger picture. We become very good at really measuring the success in each one of those six stages. And if we are focused on measuring the success, measuring the outcomes, then we can big, bring in skilled people to help on those individual tactics that we employ at each one of those stages, right? So your job as the leader, the skill that you need is to have that zoomed out version of your marketing flywheel. And then you have to get into skill number two, which we'll talk about right now, which is prioritizing projects and setting clear goals for the team, okay? Because, and, and for me, the way that I personally manage my own business and the businesses that I work in and how I advise the people in, in uh, our sales and marketing growth accelerator is that everything stems from your marketing flywheel, right? Your marketing flywheel is the most important. It's the basic framework of your marketing program. And it's kind of the thing by which everything waterfalls down from. So... Skill number two is getting really good at helping your team prioritize and setting very clear goals, communicating very clearly the expectations you have for how your team is performing, for um, what they should be executing and what they should be focusing on. And the way that you set those priorities is by looking at your 24 by 7 marketing flywheel and asking yourself, do I have something running for each one of these six stages? What's working or not working in each one of these six stages? If I have something running, is it systemized, right? Is it, uh, how much effort does it take to execute? Is there a way to be more efficient? Do I have the right people on the team um, executing these different pieces, right? You want to have this zoomed out look. And when you ask yourself questions like these, you can prioritize things like, who do I need to hire? What projects do I need to execute first, right? So when you get that overview look and you know what projects that you need to, um, that you need to execute, right? So for example, if you, we went through those six stages very quickly, but let's look at lead generation. Let's, let's say that you're, you're facing a problem where you just simply are not getting in, in front of enough people, right? So your, your sales are down because you need more leads. So that's the first stage of the 24 by 7 marketing flywheel. So that's probably where you want to focus first if that's a problem that you have, right? So now we're going to say, okay, step one, awareness. How are we going to solve this problem, right? That you're going to prioritize over other stages of the flywheel because that is what is most immediate that's going to affect revenue, right? So you can start problem solving for that one problem, which is, okay, do can, you know, can we start running ads on different platforms? Asking ourselves, is our ad manager effective enough? Could we be running partnerships? What are all of the ways in which we can get in front of new audiences? What have we tried? What can we invest in to sort of get our awareness phase, our lead generation pumping more strongly? 
this is how you determine the priorities for your marketing department, right? And you need to help them understand where the priorities are, okay? And this brings me into a huge mistake that I see tons of founders making. Um, and again, things that I've also messed up on in the beginning of my career as well, which is expecting that the folks that I hire to execute different parts of this flywheel actually can um, build and manage the whole flywheel themselves, right? So the skill I'm asking you to acquire, the, the that I'm suggesting is the most important is for you to understand how to build that 24 by seven marketing flywheel. But what happens is we hire our social media manager. We hire our, our um, email marketer or a copywriter. And you know people come into these roles with a lot of really good intentions. And oftentimes these freelancers or contractors, they wanna do well, they say yes to everything, but often they don't have the skill set or the experience to actually build out that flywheel and manage it, right? And so if you can't afford or doesn't make sense financially for your business to get a marketing director or chief marketing officer into the team, then you need to take that the reins on understanding that flywheel and don't expect for your manager level team or your interns or your individual contributors to be able to build and execute on that flywheel. Right. And we we often think like even agencies, right, that we hire are going to do it all for us. But it's just not the case. Right. We really need to own that flywheel. And then skill number two, we need to prioritize against that flywheel. We look at what's working, what's not working, what we have, what we don't have, and then make a priorities for the marketing department that are aligned with your bigger business goals. Right. And then once we've set those priorities, we're going to turn them into quarterly goals for our team, and then the quarterly goals need to be extremely clear, right? We need to create SMART goals. So they need to be, um, what is the acronym there? It needs to be measurable, time-bound. Um, the, 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 the acronym is escaping, but they, they need to be very clear, <laughs> very clear with goals, um, with expectations, with dates, very clear on what does success look like? What are the outcomes that you are reaching for when you are setting that goal? The more clear you can be with your team, the better they're going to do for you. So skill two is all about how to prioritize what you need to execute in the marketing department and how do you set those goals clearly and communicate them clearly to your team. And then the last skill, the third one is leading the team. Okay and providing the support and resources and managing the outcomes. So as a leader, what we wanna do from skill two, when we're prioritizing and setting those clear goals, we wanna turn that into <clears throat> some data that we can track. So the third skill to acquire is really to be that leader and help keep your team focused on the numbers and the performance and basically making sure that they reach the outcomes that they're responsible for, okay? And so, again, sometimes we put these key performance indicators, these like these targets for our team, and we kind of maybe say it in the, in the beginning of the quarter when we're setting goals and we don't actually keep up with it, or we feel a little bit bad being um, strong with our team because maybe they're not full-time employees. And I would say this is a huge mistake because, you know, having... Um, you know, being held accountable to results 
is going to make your team perform better. They're going to pay more attention. They're going to be excited. They're going to think of solutions. They're going to be more creative. Don't slip into the trap of kind of hiring these people and then, you know, giving them their marching orders and, and not really checking in um, on a week over week basis on how they're performing. Because what could happen is, and often does, you get to the end of the quarter of the year and you feel like your team's just on autopilot, right? That things are okay. They probably could be better, right? It's not until we're pushing those targets, those numbers, and really managing those outcomes that we get more out of our team. We get more buy-in from them. We get more action from them, right? So skill number three is about, you know, being the leader, keeping your team focused on what's important, focused on those priorities, focused on those goals, and then managing that outcome. And the way that you manage the outcome instead of managing the individual is by providing support, providing resources for them. So that means checking in with them on a weekly basis and seeing, you know, are you on course or off course to reach your goals? Are you hitting those numbers that you need to hit? And then asking why or why not and giving them the support and resources they need to do what they need to do to succeed, right? We don't need to fix the problem for them, right? What we need to do is provide the guidance and the resources to be able to get to the answer that they need. And that could that could look like a lot of different things, right? If your team needs to upskill, maybe that means helping them um, get a coach or get a course or bring a consulting in, consultant in, right? Um, if your team, that may look like buying specific tools that your team might need to be more efficient, right? In executing the job that they need to execute. So in skill three is really in that leadership role, you're having this conversation with your team. You're in you're involved in the job that they're doing, but not by micromanaging them, by being supportive to them. And this sort of brings it all home, which is understanding that as a founder, even me as a marketing director, I can't, I'm not the best at executing every single piece of the marketing department, right? I'm not a top-notch social media manager. I'm not the best copywriter that exists, right? Because my skills are very broad. I know a lot about managing outcomes of each of these individual um, contributors in the marketing department, right? Um, I, I know enough to be dangerous across every single thing that is related to marketing. And that is what I want for you as a founder. Because if you don't have someone like me on your team, you need to be that. You need to be that so you don't waste time or money expecting that a team that are just simply not skilled enough to take on that more strategic role. Oftentimes they want to, they just often don't have the skills or experience to be that. So it's your job. Okay. So instead of feeling though overwhelmed by it, I suggest only focusing on these three skills, right? Understanding that flywheel understanding how to prioritize and set those goals and understanding how to be a good leader for your team. With those three things, which honestly is not very time consuming because it's not you jumping in and doing things yourself. It's you um, setting the vision and, and setting the expectations and being the leader. And if you focus on these three skills across all of the departments that you have in your business, 
then you become, you step into the shoes of CEO and you become a person that can manage all of it, right? You can manage all of it and you're not going to burn out because you're focused on highest level tasks, highest value tasks that you as the leader are contributing to the business. It's not about you getting your hands dirty, doing everything yourself. It's not, right? Oftentimes we do that because we think it's going to save us money. But in the end, we're going to save a lot more money and time getting the right team members in and developing ourselves as a leader rather than trying to be an expert on all the pieces of marketing. So don't make that mistake of trying to do it all yourself or just kind of like having one person try to do everything in your marketing department, right? You have to have realistic expectations. And if you go back to skill number one and really understand that flywheel and understand the components of it, then you're going to have a deeper understanding of the team members you need to um, get the best performance out of each stage of that flywheel. So I hope that this was clear, how this was helpful for you. I always love to hear from you. So please, if you have any um, questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, just DM me on LinkedIn. I'm Victoria Hajar, H-A-J-J-A-R. I love to hear from you guys that are listeners. And until next week, keep going. You're doing awesome. And remember, you don't have to go fast. You just have to keep going. See See you back here next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.